podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, how's it going? My name is Pat McAfee, former ball kicker for the Indianapolis Colts and the West Virginia Mountaineers. You are listening to the Raspy Voice Kids, the greatest podcast on earth. Faith and honor hell high. We should lose. We should lose. Stand by the road. Cheers, the winners go by. Day by day. We get better and better. We can't be Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, joined by Jeremy J.N. Phoenix in his game week. It's game week, but right now we're not even doing that because we're doing pop culture. Pop, 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 pop. We're talking Dancing with the Stars 2020, the whole lineup, all the celebs dancing in the 29th series. Jeremy, did you realize that there's been 29 series of Dancing with the Stars? And I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who cares? Have you ever watched it? Oh, man. Uh, no, not not really. I mean, I may have been flipping channels and seeing somebody I knew dancing and gave them a few seconds before I, before I kept on click clicking. But, this yeah, sh- no, not really. The show started in 2005, and it's still going to this day. But I think this has got to be one of the most intriguing, if not the most intriguing lineups of Dancing with the Stars. Though I've never watched the show, so it's really hard for me to say so. Yeah, here's the thing. It's not about intriguing. Like, the, you, I don't know. They could have had some, like, all-star casts and all-star lineups and people you never thought of. Truth is, I don't care. It's like Dave Chappelle said. J- Dave Chappelle said, I thought about just giving up and being on Dance with the Stars, but... Nah, forget that. You know what's over if you see me on Dancing with the Stars. It's kind of how I feel. It's all ploy. I know what it is. And yet, when I heard this one person's name in particular, I couldn't help but get a little bit excited. Because I need more of her in my life. Why? The good, the bad, the ugly. Entertainment. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Carol Baskin. Killed her. Yes. Husband whacked him. <laughs> Can't convince so me that much. it didn't happen. Carol Baskin. Yeah, the GOAT, man. The GOAT of the bad guys. The GOAT of 2020. There's been a lot of things. A lot of things happening in this country, but don't ever forget it kicked off with Carol Baskin. Didn't yes, 2020 has been a crazy year, but if that chick Carol Baskin hadn't killed her husband, there'd be very little to talk. There'd have been very little to talk about in the spring. I'm telling you, when I saw that she was on the lineup, I got to watch. I got that. Just seeing that fake smile. I hate it so much. And yet I'm going to have to watch. Oh, you cool cats and kittens. I'm telling you, the moment I saw she was on, I'm like, I'm watching. I'm not watching at all. I'll watch her. Why? I don't know. I don't know if it's a hate thing. I I can't describe my emotions for her because I can't stand her, but I can't stand not to. Uh, soaking all, all, all the information on her. I don't know. She's just so interesting. Say what you want. I know there's a lot of other people. You can run down the list, whoever else is on Dancing with the Stars. But uh, Carol Baskins is the reason why I'm watching, man. I tweeted, who's Carol Baskin going to kill if she doesn't win the Dancing with the Stars? So great. So great. With, but that, she's not- with that condescending smile. But go ahead. 
Well, she's not the only one. There's other people on here that are interesting to me. Vernon Davis, who had been approached before but finally decided to go ahead and go with it. Former tight end in the NFL. Former Maryland Terrapin. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they always get athletes because athletes have good feet, and uh, I still don't care even when they get them. But continue on. And Hayes is on there. Just remembering her from dating. Uh, she was a lesbian for like 37 seconds. Then suddenly she wasn't anymore, I guess. I don't know what the deal is with that exactly, but I know that I didn't realize she was still famous, and evidently she she's did, not. She, you, said, you said she dated Ellen, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't realize she was famous still. Like, I didn't realize she was somebody that could even make a cast of Dancing no, with the Stars. No, 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 no. Uh, Dancing with the Stars is for C-plus uh, Hollywooders, uh, people on the back slope. You know, um, it's kind of like uh, soccer players from La Liga coming over to play in the MLS. <laughs> it's, when it, it's, it's when it's over. That's when, when it's they over. <laughs> that's the time that's I is. fall in love again. <laughs> go, go, go. Anyway, go ahead. Then you got Sky Jackson, a Disney Channel alum. She was on Jesse and Bunked. My kids love Bunked, just FYI. But the reason I know Sky Jackson is because she dated a rapper. I think maybe NBA Young Boy. I could be wrong. And she had beef. With the Catch Me Outside girl. Oh, snap. Had a restraining order against her, then dropped the restraining order after the Catch Me Outside girl, went into rehab. Yes, I'm up on my Googles. Yes, I'm up on my Hollywood. I know what's going on. Brady, you stays up on that stuff. You stays up on the social media. I stays up on the social media, son. Go ahead. Go ahead, son. And now here's who I think is a dark horse, not a dark horse to win. I think he's a front runner to win, in my opinion. AJ McLean, Backstreet Boy. Backstreet's back. All right. All right. Doom, By the way, doom, 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 Backstreet or in sync? Everybody now. No, uh, definitely. I don't call him in sync. I call him Justin the Gang and Justin the Gang all day. <laughs> Without question, it's in sync. But AJ McLean, I think he's got a chance. Jesse Metcalf, who used to be on Desperate Housewives and who was also in John Tucker Must Die. He's on the show, but Jeremy, the big dog, the enforcer, Oak Dog, Charles Oakley is in the show. Jeremy, wait a minute, wait a minute. He goes, wait a minute, kicked out. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. On what I'm watching, says celebrities, it says NBA superstar Charles Oakley, and then beside it, you know what they reference? Him getting kicked out of the garden, the last dance. Come on now. Come on now. I know he has some, you know, spots in the last dance. They show him smacking up a young rookie, Scottie Pippen. But you think they'll show him as a star for the last dance? Come on now. Oakley's yeah. a legend. Put some respect on his name. He's a Knicks legend. He's a Knicks legend. Got to remember that. Enforcer, son. Enforcer for sure. Rock, rocking that salt and pepper. And what then, about Nev? Neve, Neve from Catfish. Neve Shulman Everybody. from Catfish. You're right. Let's see. If, let's see if he could do something. I was gonna say let's see if he could do something that's not scripted, but I guess this will be scripted too. Let's Wait, see if he could do it. You think that Catfish is scripted? No, I think there's some of them. So they had uh, Machine Gun Kelly, MGK on there. I think that one was scripted. I think there's a few that have been scripted. I think there's some that. Are, I think the um, early ones were pretty straight up, and then I think later on. 
you know, there's certain ones I see that I I can just feel. I can already feel. I'm like, nah, this this was this was a, a setup. Another front runner for me is Johnny Weir, ice skater, figure skater. I think he's already got the choreography and the flair down. So to see if he can actually put that dancing from skating into effect, I think Johnny Weir is going to be a front runner also personally. Yeah, who cares? All right, here, let's talk about other people. I mean, then, here's, here's okay, you've got Cornell Iral Haynes Jr. Who? Nelly. I was going to say, think about people who wind down their career. Nelly being on this is like seeing Patrick Ewing in a magic uniform. <laughs> you know yes. Mean? Yes. It's disheartening. It's it's embarrassing. It's me just hanging up. <laughs> just retire with the Knicks. Don't go nowhere else. It's like seeing uh, Emmett Smith in, in a Cardinals uniform. <laughs> like, man, you got yours already. You got yours. Don't do this to yourself. Don't do this to yourself, but please. He did it. I wonder how much Not money like, do you think it takes? How much a money lot. do you think it took? I a think lot? I think he, they paid they paid a whole lot to Nelly to get him because like like uh, Dave Chappelle said, when you get here, it's over. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he owes taxes. Maybe he's underneath something. He needs money. I don't know. But man, this is just like I said. It feels like Ewing in a in a Magic. It feels like Emmett in the Cardinals. It's embarrassing. It feels uncomfortable. It's wrong. But see, Jeremy, oh, as man, of, I'm just embarrassed. As of October 2018, according to Gawker, celebrities who make it to episodes three and four earn another $10,000 on top of their initial $125,000 each. Each week calls for a bigger payday, raising from $20,000 to $30,000 the following episodes. By the time they make it to the final two episodes, they'll be making another $50,000. Yeah, Nelly, that was in 2018. Yeah, Nelly, man, you didn't save your money, right, Nelly? <laughs> or maybe he's yeah, trying. Maybe them, he's trying to do a lunatic. Them lunatics. Uh, okay, what credibility are you gonna have after you all dance with the stars? I dare him to get in any battle battle rap with anybody right now. <laughs> That's Yo, like but, Joe Button trying to. That's like Joe Button trying to get in battle rap with somebody. Right speaking now. of Joe Button, Jeremy, did you hear the latest on yes. Joe Button? Yes, that's the reason why I said it. Yes, yes, no. yes. <laughs> don't even, don't even bring up his ass himself. Don't shout to Shrinkables, by the way. Shout to Shrinkables. And, 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 and then he tried to clean it up. His comments. If you didn't know his comments, look him up because we ain't talking about him. We ain't talking about him on this <laughs> show. He's a family. He tried show. to clean up by. He tried to say everybody does. So that's it. We're excited about Dancing with the Stars because of Carol Baskin and Nelly, really, to be honest. That's it. Uh, part of us is Nick's rooting for Charles Oakley, but we want to see Carol Baskin. We're sad for, for for Nelly, but it is what it is. It's going down. Check it out. Dancing with the Stars on ABC. Rap me, boys. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Segment number two. It's here like it. Yeah. WVU versus Eastern Kentucky University. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on the depth chart first and foremost? Before we get to the depth chart, I was watching uh, ESPN today, and they ran a commercial for the NFL on ESPN, and they played that Celine Dion song, It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Yeah. All coming back to me. I'm telling you, one of the greatest commercials ever. Almost made me tear up. They even had DJ Khaled in there. Because we didn't know if we were going to have football. But football's gonna... here now. Football's here. It's been played. And it's coming. And uh, it's all coming back to me. And here we are. 
here we are about to enjoy our college football Saturday. Last weekend was good. We didn't play, but to see college game day. And now we're here and we have Eastern K- Kentucky coming on. The depth chart for WVU, I didn't think it was super surprising. There's a couple names here and there. But we have a youth movement, you know. We we have some veteran players who are going to play, and then we have the youth movement. Um, our deepest rotation is receiver. Uh, we got the names that we all know, the T.J. Simmons, the um, – the um, I see I said too far uh, fast. Sam uh, Sam James, the Sean Mays, uh, you know the Bryce Ford Wheatons, the um, uh, I was call want to call him uh, Jet Life Wright, uh, Winston Wrights, but there's also a couple other players who were there. Uh, the Reese the Reese kid from Kentucky who made the two deep. Um, we're deep. We're deep at receiver. We're nice at running back. You know, we got Sink and Letty Brown. We already know that. We we know who our starting quarterback is. Um, I think the most interesting thing is the line and how it sets up. And do we have the depth? You know, we have uh, Chase Barron at center. We have uh, uh, Miter. I don't know, it's Mitter or Miter um, and Brown out there. Uh, we have some uh, big time players. But one of the big things, if you listen to Neil Brown, he talked about those X factors, those people who could fill in if if our starting lineup went down, the uh, Bryson Mazes and the Zach Frazier's of the world. Zach Frazier being a freshman coming in from Spring Valley, and I think no. this is so interesting. Fairmont. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. He's a polar um, bear. Yeah, my bad, my bad. And here's the thing that that uh, for me that I think is so powerful is, um, so Zach Frazier comes in. And, you know, we're, we're done talking about the old regime, but they said they couldn't get talent out of West Virginia. Now you have this kid who who could, you know, get a lot of playing time as a freshman. Um, so you see, I, I was talking to John Antonick, and, uh, who is, you know, the director of athletic content for WVU. He's also, also an author. We, me and him had an interview that somehow we didn't get his vocals. But the thing he was talking about is more than anything, when you look at this depth chart, you will see a lot of things in which uh, uh, Neil Brown and and the coaching staff need direct credit with the youth movement, with the um, players that West Virginia has recruited. You'll see all through there, there's freshmen who are going to be able to play. There are red shirt freshmen who are going to be able to play that were brought in by this by this um, this coaching staff. And how this is, you know, one of the best recruiting classes. But it's not just on paper. It's not just what people say. Look on the field, and you're going to see these kids on the field. And these kids have, you know, the potential to be humongous, big time players. So I'm excited to see what happens with them. Um, and you know, I just kind of went over the offense, but we can talk about it more. Yeah, I'm excited too. Like the biggest thing I'm excited about is the fact that Jared Dagey is a starter. Because to me, he was head and shoulders above Austin Kendall last year. You could tell a clear de- difference in the offense when he was in the game versus when Austin Kendall was in the game. And I think he's got, like, what Chris, I was talking to Chris Hall from from uh, West Virginia Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated West Virginia, WV, and we both agreed he's got, like, a Brett Favre gamer mentality about himself. Yeah. So I don't think it always shows up in practice, but in the game, I think it shows up. He's a gunslinger, and I like that, especially on a team that like that we have right now. The offensive line is the biggest question mark, in my opinion, but Neil Brown is a lot higher on them than he was last year. And one of the things Chris Hall said to me, and Chris Hall is in on the press conferences as part of, um, I keep wanting to say W Nation because that's what they used to be, but as part of West Virginia Sports Illustrated. And he said the difference in Neil Brown, the way he sounds before this game, 
and before James Madison last year is night and day. There's a confidence, there's an excitement that wasn't there last year. And I'm excited for it because the run game has to drastically improve for anything to improve. Our well, receivers- who was it? But but who was it? Was it uh, Miter? Was it him who who's been tweeting? Or was it Barrett? Yeah, it was who's talking about was going. This is going to be you know the most improved unit, one of the most improved offensive lines in the country. Yep, it's Miter. He said that, and I think that's big. And I love the confidence to come out and say that. But I also laugh when he says that. <laughs> Why? Because I mean, you can't get much worse. You were second to last <laughs> rushing. 38.8 um, yards a game. You know what I mean? Like, like, no matter what you do, it should be a big, you know, big improvement. Even if you only average 60 yards a game, it should be a big improvement. But that's not what he's saying, and I and I think we all know what he's saying. He's saying, look, we're, we're going to look tr- uh, tremendously different. We've grown into our roles. So let's let's hopefully he's not blowing smoke. Hopefully, I mean, obviously confidence is the main thing, and everybody, while you're still zero and zero, everybody has that confidence. But I hope it's true, man. I'm Big, rooting for it. Biggest surprise, biggest surprises for you from the depth chart. From the depth chart, I, for me, I was surprised Bryson Mays didn't get a starting position. I was surprised John Hughes beat him out at right tackle. Okay, okay, one, I don't that, know enough about that. That was one surprise for me. Um. The other surprise for me was uh, Bryce Wheaton Ford beating out Sean Ryan, even though it wasn't as big a surprise. Sean Ryan was a shorthanded good receiver last year from us to transfer from Temple. Did uh, you see the the updated? No. That came out like yesterday? No, no, no. Sean Mays is ahead of Bryce Ford Wheaton. Sean Ryan? Sean Ryan, yeah, yeah. I, is, I heard that. This old... is from September 7th. September 7th. I think yesterday. Two I was... days ago. Was it? I listen to Sportsline, and they they talked about the actual depth chart because there's a lot of you know what people think is going to happen, and I thought I saw that Sean Mays was starting and Bryce Ford Wheaton was number two, even though he was doing a lot of big things. No, but WV, either way, w- WVU's official depth chart got released two days ago, or one day okay. ago. And- either way, either way, both them receivers are going to be big time for us this year. Yeah, that that's. Uh... But the biggest surprise to me of all of them. You know what I'm going to say? No. Vandarius Cohen not being the guaranteed locked-in number one starter. I don't care about that. I'm not saying I care necessarily. I'm surprised. I think I, I think when I'm I su- talk to John Antonick. Because it says Vandarius so, Cohen or Jared Bartlett. It's a tie at the bandit spot, it says. So, so. And I'm surprised was- it's a tie. you got a four-star linebacker transferred from Alabama who everybody's been waiting to to explode. And they talked about him a lot this offseason, and he's not the head and shoulders guy. I'm well, really just hoping thing. that means, personally, I'm just hoping that means that Jared Bartlett is that good, so not that John Ant- Cohen is bad. John Antonick, John Antonick, he told me, depending on who you ask in his family, they say his last name differently. That's the reason why I say it two different ways. When we had our interview, I could have dropped this on you, but like I said, the vocals got messed up. One thing he said is, he said, Tony Fields, is our most athletic linebacker, and it's very clear. Tony Fields being the transfer from, I believe, Arizona. Yes. Um, talked about how he's just lightning fast, and uh, you know, and, and with the athletic linebackers that we have, that was ridiculous. So my next question to him was, "What about Vandarius Cohen? More athletic than Vandarius Cohen?" And he said, "I think Vandarius Cohen is going to play more of a rush end this year." Now, granted, he's not listed as a rush end. He's the um, bandit. He's, he's playing that bandit position. But 
you know, I think they have more instead of more playing linebacker. Not not now I'm interpreting. I could be completely wrong. But I think he's coming off that edge. I think Bartlett's gonna play true linebacker if he's playing, you know what I mean? Is but that, but But at that band Bartlett's listed at that banded position, tied for the starting position. Okay, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. And the other thing so, about so, Tony so maybe, Field, uh, so, so maybe Tony, it's just depending on what the package is and what we're playing, what we're running, depends on who's going to be in there. Because Tony, as a linebacker, it's not just about athleticism and strength. You also have to have uh, the awareness to diagnose a play too. So I can see how they would use two different people in two different situations. That's why it's interesting to me also that Dylan Tonkery beat out Tony Fields, who you say John Antonick said is the most athletic linebacker. Now, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Says, but what he's been there, he's been in there for how many years? Like, I mean, he's and he's athletic himself. It you know? says, yeah, that's what it says. It says Fields listed as the backup only feels ceremonial for the first game since he got a late start. As we've said from the beginning, he did not choose WVU to be a bit player on the defense. He's here to start. So look for that to change as the year goes on. But I like that Dylan Tonkery was able to hold on to his position. That tells us Dylan Tonkery's made progress and continued continued to grow as well. This yep. is from two four seven, by the way. Also, I love the fact that I didn't know this before. Drayshawn Miller out there at corner, they're talking big things. They're saying that he's playing really well. He's been the most solid there at corner. Um, but I feel a confidence in him. I didn't know that he turned down LSU to come down to come to West Virginia. I didn't know that till the other day. Yeah, did I you know that, that, Brandon? Yeah, I did. I knew that. Think about the kind of defensive backs that LSU recruits and develops. That's big time. And now it's not surprising that he's out here starting and balling out. The other thing I like is our kickoff return guys. You know who they are? Yeah, Sink and uh, nope. Sink and, uh, nope. I mean, not Sink. Uh, Sam James and uh, uh, Jet Life. Yep. Two of the fastest guys on the team, if not the two fastest guys on the team. Punt That's return you- is punt return is Alex Sinkfield and Grayson Milosevic. Milosevic, sorry. Yeah. One thing I wanted to Another say. Another three or four kid, by the way. Love it. One thing I wanted to say, once again, this is going from the great John Antonick. Um, I want to throw this out there, director of athletic contact for WVU. I want to keep giving him shout-outs because we did an interview and I dropped the ball. But anyway, he was talking about Garrett Green. Yes, Garrett Green that everybody's so high on, the quarterback from Florida. Um, and he kept saying – Tallahassee. And everybody. Everybody said this, and he reiterated it. Florida State is going to be kicking themselves in a few years for letting him get out of Tallahassee. They, he said if he was three inches taller, I think people would be talking about him being a top ten pick in the NFL draft. They say this kid, is just, he, he, he just – you could tell by the way he talked about him that he was just so high on him. He said he plays with the threes, but it's very clear he's the best player on the field every time he steps on the field with those I've, threes. I've only seen Instagram highlights of the kid and also his highlight reel from high school. I, I think he's going to be dope. I think he's going to be oh, a no. legend. That's what he said. He's like, he's like the fifth fastest kid on the entire team, you know, and that isn't even his mainstay because he could throw the rock. He could throw the rock. He puts zip on the ball. He's a, he's a good passer. I I don't know how he reads things, but from everything we're hearing, he's doing well. I really hope we get to see him this Saturday. I hope we get to see a lot of young guys this Saturday, um, but we'll see. We'll really see. The two deep. I just wanted to go through what we saw from the two deep to see what was intriguing to you. Can Can I say one thing? Yeah. One thing I asked John Antonick was the fact that I said at tight end, um, Michael we always Lawson. kept we kept feeling like it was going to be an important part of the offense and we we're going to utilize it more. Then West goes in there and we really do. And then Haskins comes 
And then we signed O'Laughlin, and last year didn't really develop. Haskin moves on. Now we have O'Laughlin, and we have TJ Banks. TJ Banks being a six foot six foot four or six foot five five stud who could have played defensive end. We got him on the offensive side of the ball. I was like, are we going to utilize those mismatches more? And the first thing he said to me is, he said, I want to be clear that neither TJ Banks or Michael Laughlin are uh, Travon Wesco. Travon Wesco was an amazing talent who's now playing for the Jets. Now he's not saying that he could that they could never be. But at this point, they they aren't as dynamic as Wesco is. He's like, so we're going to have to wait and see. But the thing that we see is TJ Banks is a big, strong guy. Um, O'Laughlin's been a little banged up. So hopefully that helps out in our running game. We could put that, like I said, he's six foot five, 200, I don't know how many pounds, but he's a stout dude. If we could ha- use him to help run the ball a little bit better, that would be big for us. But I, I, I am. Um, Michael Laughlin, we know coming out of Ohio, he was a big time recruit. Matter of fact, we got him over Ohio State. So for me, I j- I just have been expecting you know him to turn it on, and I'm just excited to see what the uh, this year brings them. Me too. I'm excited for all of it, and all of it's exciting because we're zero and zero. Like you said, the season is brand new. Everything's brand new. Uh, everything is cool when love, when love is, is all. all. Brand new. That's that was I your feel. fault. We was in harmony, then you broke it up. Can I say one more thing? Who's the other corner? The one um, who um, Nick Fortune. Um, and unfortunately, you know, he had a tragedy. I think his mother passed. So yes, you know, praise and thoughts be with his family. But um, I talked uh, to John about Daryl Porter Jr. And I said the thing that impresses me the most is. I've been hearing that he's been looking really good. I was like, but more important than that, pictures say a thousand words. I was like, and every time I look at pictures of his on Instagram or Facebook, do you know who's guarding Brandon? Sam James. Sam James, one of the most explosive receivers that we have. And I see picture after picture with Daryl Porter Jr. lined up on this guy. So for me, the coaching staff must have a lot of faith in him. And that's pretty much what uh, John Antonick said. He said, you know, he's playing really well. Now, granted, he's getting some of the first string snaps because Nick Fortune had to go I mean, went home to be with his family, uh, you know, understandably so. But I think that we're going to have real depth. Nah, I don't know about real depth, but I think that that cornerback yeah, we are going to have depth. They moved Tavian Mayo, Mayo to safety. We have depth. We really do have depth at that position. Yeah, I was talking about safety. I was talking about corner. But but no, that's what um, I'm saying. We have depth at that position because you don't move a player like Tavian Mayo unless you have depth. Well, that's true. That's true. So 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 we'll see what what happens. But you know, that's a name to remember. Not only Nick Fortune, not only Drayshawn Miller out there at corner, but I think that Darrell Porter kid, man, I think he may do something. I think he may do something for something. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this kickoff, especially watching Marshall win 59 to nothing. Uh, I will give credit to Marshall's quarterback. Uh, is his name Grant Wells? What's his name? Can, can we talk about that? Yeah, Grant Wells. Can we talk about that? Go ahead. Grant Wells. Grant Wells from George Washington. Um, first starting quarterback for Marshall from West Virginia in 25 years, I believe it is. Yep. And he looked really good. Conference USA Player of the, of the Week. He was the Pro Football Focus Player of the Week. So by advanced statistics and by your normal metrics, he was everything and above for the, for the Marshall Thundering Herd. And there are a lot of people who are upset asking why we didn't recruit the kid as if we haven't had the quarterbacks that we've had through time. Um, and, of course, we haven't recruited anybody out of high school, but we've had the transfers. 
which is why we didn't recruit Grant Wells. Um, all I Ma- gotta say is when it comes to this, all right, do you have something else? Go ahead, well, go I just want to say Marshall looked good, but I couldn't tell if Marshall was good or EKU was that bad because receivers so, were running wide open and free. There was a clear mismatch in the trenches, which I know Marshall has a, an experienced offensive line. Um, and I thought they called a good game as well, personally. Here's the thing. Sometimes you can't tell if it's the offense or the defense. Sometimes you can't tell, you know, between teams. Um, seeing what Marshall did being up 38 nothing at halftime, then winning 59 to nothing. What I have to tell Mountaineer Nation, I want you to listen, listen clear. Pump your brakes and drive slow, homie. I yeah. am so thankful that Marshall played EKU first. Because if West Virginia would have played EKU first and won 72 to nothing, like we're going to, this this fan base, and I'm not just talking about this fan base, I'm talking about me. I know how we are. Oh my goodness, if we do this and that right, we can, I know, oh my goodness, did you see, oh my goodness, we can't be stopped. No, I'm so glad Marshall played him first to show that, I'm sorry, no disrespect, but disrespect to EKU, the garbage, the hot garbage, you know? I think Marshall's going to be good. But when Marshall runs up 627 yards of total offense and EKU only gets 166, Brandon? Yeah. When Marshall has 34 first downs, EKU only has seven? I'm sorry. I mean, just 345 yards through the air, 282 yards on the ground. Um, It's going to be a whipping. So this is more of a scrimmage. This is more of a get some live game action against a junior high team for us. Um, And for the coaches, it'll be good to see how people, uh, players react to live action. We're not going to know anything about more about our squad till three weeks from now when we actually play Oklahoma State. And what I'm saying is, um, they always say don't get too high, don't get too low. I hate to be like this. I hate to be Debbie Downer, but look, when we smash them like we will, don't don't get too high. Don't get too don't just you know this game. Just enjoy the game. Yeah, you know what? Just be soaked into the game and enjoy the game. But afterwards, don't be talking Heisman's. Don't be talking All Americans. Because I expect six sacks. Now, the good thing I will say about EKU is they only gave up two sacks the entire game. They also got to Marshall's quarterback two times. Um, Another thing, good thing I'll say about EKU is through the entire game, they only had one turnover, one pick. They didn't fumble the ball. So it seems like um, when it comes to those kind of fundamentals, they're up on it. Let's see if we can get a few more sacks. Let's see if we can protect our quarterback. Those are the little game within a game when you play an inferior team that you have to work on. When, so it's not just about winning. It's about can we keep our quarterback upright the entire game without a sack? Can we get four sacks on defense? Can we get two turnovers? Can we do the little things that help us hone in when we start Big 12 play? I totally agree. Your analysis your perspective, I totally agree, 100%. So thank you for that. And and the thing is, don't look for our punter to get any punting average because Marshall didn't punt one time <laughs> all game. But continue on. No, no, I don't have anything else to add. I, I agree with you. I hope we don't see Tyler Sumter the whole game. Sorry, sorry, Tyler. I know we had you on the show. I know you're a big uh, special teams guy, obviously, as a punter. But I hope we don't see you, not once. But that's it for this segment. The next thing you will hear is our interview with Hammond Russell, defensive end, three-star defensive end out of Dublin Coffin in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, we'll be talking to him. You'll get to hear about why he chose the Mountaineers and several other things that will introduce you to an incoming 
prospect for the West Virginia Mountaineers. Rat me, boys! This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pitt. You are listening to another Golden Blue interview by the Raspy Voice Kids. Today, we have a three-star recruit, defensive end from Dublin Kaufman in Dublin, Ohio. His name is Hammond Russell. He's here with the RVK. Say hey. What's up, Hammond? What's up? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I just want to know, we got you on the show. Is it true you're Hammond Russell the fourth? Yes, sir. There's four generations there. Are, now, will you continue that? Will you continue that name down through your line? Make a fifth. I mean, we gonna see. I mean, wait. There's not four of us. There's seven of us. There's seven. Yes, sir. We got Ham Russell the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. And you're the seventh. I'm the fourth. You are the fourth. Yes, sir. Man, that's a clan y'all got. Yes, sir. So how's the season going so far? Uh, the season's going great. I mean, we had a great win against Old Digital Liberty last week. Uh, that's a great team, well coached. And I, we rallied. We were down fourteen zero. We stayed composed. We rallied back and got the win. So I mean, that was a great win for our team. They beat They beat us in my sophomore year. I was a sophomore. Uh, they beat us in the regional finals. Yeah, they beat us. So uh, yeah, that was a great win for us. That's good news, man. We love to hear it. I'm a friend of Tom Turner's and especially a friend of his wife, Jen. I used to work with her. So anytime the Shamrocks are doing well, I'm doing better. So that's good news, man. I got you. You had a lot of offers. You had a lot of interest, you know, being in high school. You've been very productive. What made you choose WVU? It was real. It was like a family. They weren't trying to give me things to come. They were telling me, like, what this, that. It was like, it was like you, you got that family vibe. Like they help me with anything, or like tell me like this, that, and the third. Like, oh, you're gonna start as a freshman? No, they gave it to me straight. Like, you have a chance to start as a freshman. You have a chance. You have to come here, work hard, be focused, and you have a chance to start as a freshman. They're like, we're never gonna tell you you're gonna start as a freshman because that's a lot. So the honesty and the family atmosphere got you. Yes, sir. In the in the in the like. Fans, like they took me to the basketball game. I just love the way the fans were just like, like air. Like we, the, I, they were down, and they still were in the game. Like Baylor was winning the game, and it was still in the game. Like the fans were like cheering them on and bringing them back, and they ended up winning that game. And I just love that. Like I fell in love with that. We love it, man. Now I'm curious, how much did you know about West Virginia before they started recruiting you? Uh, I knew a lot because the, I, I, didn't, like, I didn't know a lot about the team team, but I knew a lot about them because of Tavon Austin, and I like I like Tavon Austin a lot. So and if, if you're a football player, you watch Tavon Austin highlights, and I just I love that. And then um, I watched him the year when they had Will Greer. I thought he was a great quarterback. So yeah. So Tavon's highlight tape the most watched football college football highlight tape in the history of YouTube. He did it for you, man. I love that. I love that. I love that you were familiar with the history, the tradition of West Virginia. Um, do you know, what do you know now since you joined? Do you know more about WVU? Oh, I know more. Do you hate Pitt? I hate Pitt. Forget Pitt. There you go. I love it. You're doing it already. One thing that I, that I always say is you never capitalize their name. Always use a lowercase p. They are not worthy of being a, a, a proper noun. 
So make sure you don't ever forget that when you get there. Now, do you know how to sing Sweet Caroline? Sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. Good times ever seen so good. Yes, that is, that's very close. You almost got it right. When we're off air, I'll teach you how to sing it the, the West Virginia way. I got you. There's a, there's a West Virginia way to sing it, and you will learn. Everybody listening just sang it the right way while you were singing it. But you got a good voice, man. Maybe you could, maybe you could do some more than just playing football up there. Yes, sir. So your expectation, they said – that you could either play, you currently play defensive line, but that you could be pl- you could be playing that bandit position. If it was up to you, which do you prefer to play? Uh, defensive line three technique. <laughs> like your hand in the dirt, get after the quarterback, right? Yes, sir. That's all I love to do. I love it, man. So, do you currently have a favorite Mountaineer? Uh, yeah, I love Dante, Darius, and Jeffrey. They're my boys. You got the 304 boys, those West Virginia boys, and Dante and Darius, and then Jeffrey Pooler rocking the number nine, which is iconic at WVU. If you know anything about West Virginia, the number nine should be retired for Major Harris, uh, Jock Sanders, and Pac-Man Jones, uh, but mostly because of Major Harris and Pac-Man. That's my opinion. So you already know those guys. You're already familiar, obviously, with Jordan Leslie and, and Travis Trickett, the guys recruiting you. Um, yes, sir. Were you – when? Were, was there anything – did anything happen when they when Coach Vic left the team? Did that affect you in any way? No, sir. No, sir, not at all. Rock solid. Rock solid. I love it, man. Well, we're going to wrap up this interview. I'm not going to keep you much longer. I love your enthusiasm so far. I want to tell you that personally. I love that. As a fan, I love that. We're going to do the rapid fire part of the interview now. You ready for that? Who's your favorite Avenger? Spider-Man. Who's the GOAT, Jordan or LeBron? LeBron. All right, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? Mm, Lamar Jackson. Xbox or PlayStation? PS4, PlayStation. Nacho cheese or Cool Ranch Doritos? Nacho cheese. Best fast food French fry? Wendy's. Does ketchup go on hot dogs? No. What is the best Pop-Tart flavor? Cookies and cream. Lion King or Toy Story? Toy Story. And here's the question my brother always asks. He does a show with me normally. He's not here today. Do you pee in the pool? Nah. Nah, you sure you never pee in the pool? I never pee in the pool. (laughs) Good man, good man. Keeping it clean. We like that. We like that. That's the right answer, sir. Well, Hammond, we thank you for joining us today. Yes, sir. And we wish you nothing but the best going forward in your high school career, and especially when you get to Morgantown. Yes, sir. Thank you for having Yep, we look forward to more interviews in the future. Podcast Network.